Hey everyone, welcome to Big Blend Radio's new Tales of Ted DeGrazia show where every fourth Sunday we get to chat with the Tucson dude. The Tucson dude is Lance Labor. He is the executive director of DeGrazia Gallery in the Sun in Tucson, Arizona. He joins us to talk about, well, to share stories of the famous artist, which is Ted DeGrazia, and also to keep us up to date with what's going on at the gallery. You go to Tucson. Uh, obviously, the Saguaro National Park, Sabino Canyon, the beautiful historic downtown, the food. I mean, it is the UNESCO gastronomy capital of the world. But Tucson has so much art. There's art museums. There's all the murals that you can explore. Even if you go hiking on, you know, the trails and um, there's all the inner city trails that you can take and cycle or walk, you'll still see public art. But De Grazia Gallery in the Sun is a very, very unique gallery. I would say it's one of the most unique ones we've been to across this country. Mm-hmm, and Nancy and I sure. travel full time and we go to a lot of galleries. We've been to some of the top ones in this country, but also around the world, because this is about an artist who stood up for independence of his art. Um, it's also an artist who banded with the people that were local to the area, the Mexican people and the indigenous people of the land. And he also created his own gallery and built it with them. And so this is also a place of architecture. So go to degrazia.org. We'll link everything in the show notes. And welcome back to the show, Lance. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's good yeah. to have you back. Um, we're hoping, I know we're recording this a week from, you know, when this airs, but we're hoping you guys get some rain out in Tucson. I've heard that you've had a little teeny monsoon action, but now it's time for it to, to, you know, go from the little to get some more rain in there, right? Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, <laughs> okay. It'll happen. I'm we're going to talk I'm to the two, rain gods. I'm a Tucsonan. I'm a Tucsonan, and we all know that it only, you only believe but rain when it happens. So I know, we'll right? See. You know, but it's weird. You get to we'll, that place when Nancy and I, you know, weren't traveling full time and lived in Tucson. Some of the summers, you just, your body is like oh, rain yeah. already. And it's not even the heat. Your body physically needs that moisture to happen well it's, it's yeah it's dry it's, it's not just the dry. cool down it just it it's like a natural thing still, that needs to occur but it's still beautiful but i remember a few years ago on the show you had a gentleman on the show that um does his he, he uh comes and exhibits in the little gallery which is on, on the grounds of the de grazia gallery in the sun um the little gallery um, is open pretty much through November through April every year and has visiting artists. And he did gems and uh, jewelry and rocks and all of that. And he grew up in Tucson. You guys didn't know each other as kids, but you were both talking about mm-hmm. in monsoon season, surfing the canal, like, like not the canals, but you guys would. The street, you know, the street, you just get an inner tube and you just fly down the street. <laughs> But you said even with it. rattlesnakes in the water would be next to you. Like, well, serious. They got to go Seriously. somewhere. Did, did I, snakes... think, I think, Lisa, I think you're making that up. I <gasps> don't ever remember swimming with rattlesnakes. Maybe he did. Maybe he did it. <laughs> that's, that's possible. Which, that's which side of town was he on? <laughs> you know? uh, gosh, who knows? what happens at the gallery during the monsoons because it's adobe right does that make you guys have to do a lot of like 
hatching and stuff like that because it's a dope. You know what? Not, we we have a lot of um, maintenance on on this gallery, but uh, <laughs> what hurts us most is not water but wind. Oh, when you have a really bad windstorm, you know, yeah. you get a lot of tree damage and you get a lot of, you know, a skylight or two will blow off the roof. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's the it's the wind that really causes problems. Yeah. And, and that's that. I mean, but you're anyway. 10 acres. Yeah, you're 10 acres. It's a beautiful gardens. Um, it is a historic landmark, everyone. But um, that's why, you know, um, it's a nonprofit, you know, and it's important to support places like this um, so that they can take care of tree damage and things that happen. And um, this is a beautiful property. He's got a mission, um, the little gallery. You can see Tedra Grazia's house, his burial site, and the gallery itself has. Um, gosh, how many? I'm just looking at the notes again. I should know this off by heart, right? Um, how many pieces of art? You have 15,000 originals of Tedra Grazia's art. And that's everything from sculptures to paintings, watercolors, ceramics. But there's rotating exhibits. And we're excited because the exhibits are changing right now, starting September 1st. There's two new exhibits and one exhibit that's on. Uh, we'll be carrying on all these three exhibits we'll talk about today will be on display until 24th of January, 2024. The one that is on display now is De Grazia's Beggars and this was pretty much in the 40s that he did that. And then didn't he do this over four decades? Um, yeah, the, the exhibit uh, kind of has, uh, it starts out older paintings, like in the 40s. Uh, and, you know, but he painted, he painted beggars and uh, throughout his life. And um, we have some, you know, we I think we have one uh, there that's from 1982, the year he died. So um, it covers his whole career. Mm. Wow. And then I, I find, you know, the last time you were on the show, we were talking about his music and how, you know, he had a band to put himself through college. He worked in landscaping in Tucson and then had his big band, a swing band. And um, also how he did it was in his his, his master's thesis on um, color and sound. Yet mm. the new yeah. exhibit is De Grazia in black and white. So he did these monochromatic gray oil paintings yeah yeah and they're really neat yeah uh he did a lot he did quite a few of them and um they're um uh they're different uh because degrazi was really known for his color palette but uh the the black and white black and gray paintings are really interesting uh, yeah that's and, foundation uh, uh, he's probably putting He's probably putting 20 or 25 of them uh, in the show. So uh, oh, wow. it's going to be really interesting. It's things that pe- it, it, it's art by DeGrazio that a lot of people really aren't aware of or haven't seen mm-hmm. before. That's what's it's nice different. about uh, having our rotating galleries is to be able to show um, art uh, that DeGrazio kept hidden for, you know, 50 years. And uh, now we put it out. So pretty mm-hmm. neat. Yeah, it's, you know, like the gray and white or brown and white paintings are usually a foundation of what comes next. And then they do colored glazes. A lot of artists will do colored glazes over and over and over on top of the gray or brown and white painting. You know, so it's kind of at the first um, thought 
of the painting is going to be your your black and white, gray and white, or brown and white. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, then, he, and, he started doing that pretty early too. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, he, some of our some of our black and white paintings uh, come from the thirties. And yeah. so, you know, he, wow. he had that idea and he started doing it, as a, you know, pretty early in his career. I love the cats, you know? Yeah, I like that. And because he's really just because it's so it's simplified down. But the way he's done the texturing and the the brush strokes, he's got cats down like we are. I don't care if you're Ted DeGrazia, we still run this gallery. Look, they, you know, yeah, he no, knows he the, the cats. Yeah. <laughs> He did the cats. Um, we have one painting that is just gorgeous. He did a black and white cockfight. And oh. it's really one wow. of the most beautiful paintings I've seen that he's done. It's just beautiful. And wow. that'll, mm-hmm. that'll be on display, too. I've seen, he had a cockfight that was also done in color. I remember that years ago. Uh, he, he did a bunch of them. But this is the only black and white one we have. And this painting actually... Uh, was just donated to us about wow. six months ago. Somebody contacted oh. me with a painting and uh, they wanted to donate it back to the gallery and they did. And we were just blown away because it's just gorgeous. And uh, wow. you know, it's very kind of these people to donate it back to us. And uh, so it's, it's going up in a, in a place of honor. That's, That's awesome. awesome. The, the other part of the black and whites, it, some of the street scenes that I really loved because it kind of just had that vibe of what old Arizona was. And I know that he spent time up in Globe, Miami, because that's also near Marenzi, where he was born in the mining areas out there. Um, but one looked like Bisbee and th- another mining district. They because, are Bisbee. There's, there's two uh, of them. There's two of them that are from hmm. Bisbee. Okay. And yeah. they actually, they're, they're black and white, but he actually put in a little touch of brown in a couple mm-hmm. of places. Uh, so, uh, you know, Jimmy put those up uh, just because they, um, they they look nice and they're just quite different. So, then they go with he, the show. Yeah, and, and, and Bisbee is that reddish brown brick. I mean, it's so brick, you know, and that's what's so right, different. Right. When you go there, you go from, you know, Tucson, Adobe, to back Adobe, to Macaquery, all of that's Adobe style. You go around the corner, down, down the hill into um, Bisbee, and you're in Brickland. And I think that came from, you know, they had the, the extra money back in the day from the mining. But didn't he spend time down there, quite a bit of time in Bisbee? Yeah, he lived in Bisbee. He was the, oh. he was the, um, he was the manager of the Lyric Theater. His father-in-law owned all the movie theaters in Bisbee and he also owned the um, wow. the Fox Theater in Tucson and uh, when DeGrazia got married to his daughter uh, uh, the Dimas, Alexander Dimas, when they got married uh, he made DeGrazia the manager of the Lyric Theater and uh, so he used to show the movies and he would go upstairs you know with the, with the uh, projectors and he would paint while he was up there uh, what happened eventually was that DeGrazia got fired by his father-in-law because he got oh, caught no. giving free tickets to the little kids. Oh, <laughs> uh, see that's oh. and and that's the thing I think so part that, of the that, beggar that, seat that shows yeah. the character of of DeGrazia. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he was a capitalist as a like I'm going to make money on my terms and not by 
other gallery standards, right? Um, this is how right. I'm going to do things. He became the most well, reproduced nobody, artist nobody, in the world. Nobody cared about him anyway. Nobody yeah, wanted he's to like, show his work. Who are you? So he was um, on his own. Yeah. And, and that's, but this mm. part of it, like, I want to go back to the beggars, the paintings of the beggars, I think was part of, and then other exhibit we want to talk about, uh, about um, the Mexican Revolutionary War, um, the revolution in that series. I think from his time with uh, Jose Orozco and also Diego Rivera that, you know, he, he obviously cares. He understands what it was like coming from a very hardworking family and, you know, working in mines is no easy fate whatsoever. Um, it's not good for your health. It's hard work. It's backbreaking and it's just not a lot of money in it. So I think he, he really had an understanding and that also probably propelled him to say, screw this. I'm making money. You know, and so when you look at the beggars and that that series of paintings that he I don't think he was painting them. He wasn't painting them to as a ridicule whatsoever. And I want people to understand that. I think he was trying to kind of show this Mm -hmm. is what life is like for many kids. Right. And and for adults. These These are these are the these were the people that were his friends. These were the people that he Mm. he preferred to be with. Mm. Um, He didn't care about you know, hanging around with rich people. He, he hung around with the people that, that he, that he loved and the people that he wanted to, to socialize with and be with. Um, these were his drinking buddies. The salt (laughs) of the earth. That's exactly right. Yeah. They're real people, not the hoity toity. Yeah. (laughs) You know, in the, in the beginning, in the beginning, he was really trying to, to show, uh, that side of that hard side of life and how, how, things really were um you know as as time went on he realized that the dark subject matter didn't sell very well i mean they were great paintings uh diego rivera loved them but 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 uh, they didn't sell very well and he had to he kind of had to change um his whole um you know his whole thing and uh, started you know painting some other things that that people really um thought you know mm-hmm. that's what they wanted yeah well, anyway, it's like the, that's, the that's christmas like went. all his christmas art and when you go to the gallery gift store if you go to the gallery itself you can go in the gift shop or you can go online at degrazia.org and I'm, I'm bringing this up because holiday season's coming it may not feel like it in the middle of summer but i'm just saying it's coming and get on with it you know because things go fast and they've got calendars and you can see all this art and i love the calendars and you know, there's books, but there's so many, you know, Christmas ornaments and the gift cards. I think the Christmas cards, no one has Christmas cards like DeGrazia's. I mean, with Roadrunners and Christmas lights, cactus with Christmas. I mean, it's just, you know, Santa's running, riding around on a Roadrunner and things like that. It's, it's fun. And if you love the Southwest, I don't care if you're New Mexico or Arizona, Colorado, these cards, Texas, you know, Southern California deserts, you know, Am I missing Oklahoma desert? Yep. You know, I don't know if you have roadrunners up there, but we have seen pheasant. Uh, but that will, um, it, it all blends in with the Southwest experience of Christmas. And it's, there's nothing like it. It's different than the rest of the country. That's for sure. And he captured, you know, desert. yeah, he knew that was something to make money off of, but it's also really part of who it's part of his legacy, man. And, and it's, you I don't know. To me, that would be the epitome of 
what you do for Christmas and all the, you know, you've got all the kitchen stuff, all the decor items and like, yeah, if you've got family coming over, like they're coming from the Midwest uh, down to the desert for Christmas, good idea um, <laughs> to get out of that snow. You know, if if you're going to serve things, uh, do it on a Southwest platter that Ted DeGrazia did and then go to the museum and go to the gallery and, and understand who that's from. Is that a good push yeah. for Christmas sales? I'm just saying. I hope so. <laughs> plugging it, plugging it, plugging it, right, Nancy? Plug it. Plug yep. it. Go for it. Yeah, plug hey, those Christmas know? lights in. Yeah. It's it's a unique thing to do. Think about it. Thanksgiving is better, less than three it's weeks, better than uh, three months away. A, no, it's better than going to a box store. Mm-hmm. It's way more fun. I think Ted DeGrazi is the epitome of the anti-box store. However, if he could sell his designs and have them in Walmart and Target and all those big box stores, I wonder if he would, I bet you would do it, right? If he got paid enough, don't you think, Lance? Or no? What do you think? Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a hard one. Like, that's different. Uh, yeah. Because he was an yeah, artist, no, too. No yeah, that's a hard one because we didn't have that problem back then. You know? We don't have that. I don't know. Anyway, let's go to the revolution. Yeah. Um, scenes from the revolution. This is interesting because he did go to Mexico. Didn't he get married in Mexico, too? He did. He did. They got married in Mexico. Uh, which he, which you wife? Know, uh, the revolution, this revolution series uh, also has a lot of the older uh, paintings in it uh, that... Uh, he had a rough time selling, but uh, they're really, really nice, interesting paintings, and um, um, it, it kind of just documents the uh, the Mexican Revolution, and you know, uh, people, yeah. people on the firing squad wall, and you know, something God. love to have over your mantelpiece. <laughs> well, no, but there's, you know, there's a this difference. This is documenting between, history. Yeah, yeah. There's a difference between a true painting that sends a message, and wall art. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference. And so yeah. if you're looking for paintings and you understand the subject matter and the message from the artist, it means something to you. If you're looking for something to decorate your wall that makes you not think, then you get wall art. Right. Uh-oh. But there's a lot. there's a lot of historians and history lovers and authors that – Mm-hmm. will have art like this that in love their study. It. Yeah, they, they love do. that they, kind of stuff. That's true. They do because yeah. it's it's also a reminder like let's not have this stuff happen again, well, you know, but exactly. it's interesting because he he painted the soldiers, the bandits, the men and women of the working mm-hmm. class who fought with the northern revolutionary forces of Pancho Villa. So the men and women and that's something I think we forget about that women were involved in this and then he painted them. You know? Oh, of course. Oh yeah, they were gun toters. They they were part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't mess with the women, man. They will they'll take you out, you know? They will. They will. They will. They will. <laughs> so all of this comes up on display September first at DeGrazia Gallery in the Sun. Um like, you know, it's just interesting, you know, the scenes from the revolution was that's from nineteen thirty seven, the paintings to seventy three. Wow. That's amazing. When you think about that and that you've been able to preserve them over all these years and that's something really important about what a gallery does is preserving these collections you can't see it all at once all 15,000 pieces right and then new pieces come in that are donated which is amazing 
Um, so yeah, degrazia.org is a website. So the new, the new, uh, exhibits are scenes from the revolution, degrazia in black and white, degrazia's beggars. And fall in Tucson is absolutely beautiful. It's a great time of year to get out there. Winter oh, as well. Uh, so go check it out. So again, everyone, degrazia.org. We're here every fourth Sunday with the Tucson dude, Lance Labor. So keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thank you, Lance. Did we miss anything? I think we got new stories from you again. Huh? That's yeah, awesome. No, I think we, I think we covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tucson dude. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, Lance. Okay. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay.